the country who still love the Mankato Marathon but aren't yet, you know, anxious to travel or they are anxious about traveling. So we do have that, but we're filling up fast, which is exciting to see. Now, Anna, I know that you always need plenty of volunteers for something like this, uh, but I, I know there's people out there right now who like to volunteer for stuff, but they go, I'm not into running. Well, you don't need to be into running at all to be a, a real a, a asset to the Mankato Marathon. That is absolutely correct. We do have some openings, especially for the course marshals, and that's supporting those runners out on the course to make sure that they're going the right way, but also to cheer them on and keep keep their spirits up as they're uh, one step after the other. And so people can go to MankatoMarathon.com to, to sign up as a volunteer, and they really are a critical part of making sure that our event is a, is a success. And so we are looking for a few more people to help out that weekend. And uh, we want to remind everybody about the Shields Sports and Health Expo. Yes. So this year it is going to be at the River Hills Mall right on the Shields wing of the mall. And we do have exhibitors there. And we have um, Cambria's doing a fun networking social for runners who are anxious to see each other again. So it's going to be a fun atmosphere. But at the um, River Hills Mall this year with... um, Shields is the focus. All right. And again, uh, for more information, you can find it out at MankittoMarathon.com. We're talking with Anna Thill from Greater Mankito Growth. We'll take a break and come back and have more in one minute. It's the Morning Blends Spotlight. Local, regional, and national celebrities, athletes, and business people in the news. Here are your hosts, Dan and Sully on KTOE. Our guest this morning is Anna Phil from Greater Mankato Growth. Well, Anna, a little while ago you talked about Green Seam. They've got an event coming up, and it's hard to believe it. This is already the 38th annual Rural Forum, but it was, it's been a great idea. It still is a great idea. It sure is, and again, we're glad to see this event back in person this year. Um, So the Rural Forum does have a long history in our community, and we're excited to see it back. And this year, the focus is really, really timely when you think of our weather extremes that are affecting really everything um, from our life to um, our agriculture. And so the, the theme of this year's Rural Forum is weathering the extremes from farm to Main Street. And we have an excellent lineup of keynote speakers with Heidi Roop with the University of Minnesota Extension. Um, she's a specialist there. We have Bruce, Bruce Rastetter with the Summit Agriculture Group. And then, of course, we have Minnesota FFA officers joining us, and then we'll have a legislative panel as well. So it's always a well-attended event. It is also open to the public, and folks can get tickets at greenseam.org. All right. And then finally, let's talk about the Greater Mankato Growth Business After Hours. Yes, so this year we're doing two a month, and again, this is open to our members and the public who want to check out what um, the chamber is like and what these networking opportunities are like. So it is the first and third Tuesday of each month from 4 to 6. Folks can join um, other businesses from around the community, and they kind of move from business to business. And uh, again, it's a free event. It's a networking opportunity. They usually have... Um, some appetizers and and such. So it's a fun atmosphere, and folks can go to greatermankato.com to learn more. I know that coming up on Tuesday, October 19th, Business After Hours will be hosted by Pastone Latitude 
followed by a store in Minnesota in November, and United Prairie Bank and Widseth in December. So there's uh, opportunities uh, if you're unable to make the one on the 19th for other ones coming up. That's right. Nice pitch there. Sorry I missed out no, on that's all right. coming up, but it's good for people to know. So, Anna, tell us a little bit about Visit Mankato, your specific area. Uh, you've been with them for how long now? I've been with Visit Mankato for 14 years, so around the community for quite a while, seeing a lot of growth in uh, especially the tourism industry in our community. Is Visit Mankato uh, part of uh, the statues that are in town? You know, we are we were not part of making them happen. What our role is is, though, to promote the statues and the silo art and all the public art and great things that are happening in the community. So we try to draw people in for that arts and culture experience, which is pretty rich in our area. In fact, we've won some awards for um, being an, an incredible urban landscape that's full of arts and culture that is, just open and around in um, the public's eye. All right. We appreciate your time this morning. If our listeners want any more information about Greater Mankato Growth or Man, uh, the Mankato Marathon or Green Seam or Business After Hours, uh, what is the best way to find that information out? Well, you can go to greatermankato.com for all of the chamber-related events, greenseam.org for Green Seam and visit Mankato MN for all of the fun visitor things to do in the community. It was great to speak with you this morning. Thank you very much for your time. Likewise. Have a wonderful weekend. I was kind of expecting a phone call here. I got a call during our uh, replay of yesterday's Spotlight Today, Anna Thill, and uh, we got a call from a listener who was asking if they have the proper insurance and everything in place uh, and uh, that it's he, he doesn't believe it's a good idea to have uh, events going on with covid and uh, I'm certain that they do have all the insurance in place uh, because you can't put on an event like that without having the proper insurance. But anyway, I was kind of expecting this phone call, and now it has not come in. So uh, he said he would be calling back uh, when we had the opportunity to take a phone call, which would have been right now. So anyway, uh, to the to the gentleman caller, there he is. All right. We'll take the phone call. We'll say, good morning, you're in KTOE. Who's this? Oh, morning. I'm, uh, my name's David. I, I am the guy that called yes. a while ago. Yeah, I was rather disturbed. Uh, I, I used to study personal injury lawsuits uh, for a, a magazine, so I, I had a, a big territory. I ran from Illinois all the way out to Utah. And when, when somebody invites someone to come to a, an event that's uh, got hazard to it, they need insurance on it, and in the middle of an epidemic, uh, you know, it's it's bad enough if uh, like a theater owner or a you know a private uh, organization uh, decides to hold the, an event, uh, and you would think that they would, as part of uh, safety for the organization, they'd have insurance, but for the city uh, to do that, uh, the taxpayer is the insurance. And if somebody uh, basically causes 40 people to come down with COVID and enough of them end up in the intensive care unit that they need $10,000 a day to pay for a ventilator in in the intensive care unit, maybe more than $10,000 a day, actually, uh, is the city going to deal with that, or is the taxpayer going to uh, uh, 
have to cover the bills, uh, you know, for inviting people to come to an event. So I was really disturbed that the the it sounded like uh, uh, when I was talking off air, was she part of the city or uh, the county? Uh, as I mentioned to you, she works for Greater Mankato Growth, which is uh, which is uh, the basically the. Um, um, Oh, Chamber, of Commerce. Ch- Chamber of Commerce uh, for Mankato. Yeah, so d- does the Chamber of Commerce have insurance? Well, I'm certain that they have insurance for any event like that that's required by the city. Right, but he, in other words, almost, you know, if, if uh, for example, there used to be uh, boxing matches and uh, what is some of these really brutal ones where, you know, you would have to sign a waiver if you were going to be in the front row because somebody might, you know, Two hundred and fifty pound wrestler might land in your lap, uh, and you had to sign a waiver to say that uh, you know you were uh, not going to sue. But in the, in the case of certain events like uh, an epidemic, where it's known that uh, a big crowd uh, uh, could be coming in with or without a vaccine, with or without masks, uh, taxpayers are going to be uh, burdened with this if. Given your uh, you, you time, was there anything else that you'd like to say, or is that pretty much covered it? Well, I'd like the Chamber of Commerce to pony up with uh, whether they do have insurance. I, I never got a clear answer. I got speculation that they do. But if somebody comes down with COVID, uh, where do they file? Well, that's something I guess that you would have to take up with the Chamber of Commerce. Well, is it going to be a secret? I would have no way of knowing that, but I'm certain that uh, the the city and the county require certain uh, insurances for any kind of event like that, and they would have to have they would have to provide it before anything like that would be allowed to happen. Well, that's uh, you, you would think that uh, you know just as uh, an advertisement for some medicine usually has a disclaimer at the end, uh, you would think that if. Uh, she was going to get a nice long interview, uh, which was touting various events coming up. Uh, that, as a part of the disclaimer, any uh, infection of COVID uh, file, uh, file at our local insurance company or insurance agent, and then a phone number. I, I mean, it, it, it's just like a normal disclaimer for some pharmaceutical. This thing will give you the dropsy and the gleat. Uh, you know, is somebody going to uh, pony up uh, insurance, or is this going to be a, uh, you know, somebody's um, huckster event, and then, uh, you know, kind of uh, rip and run? 
leave oh. the county high and dry with more disease. I, I tell you, just specifically, two weeks ago, uh, 25th of last month, down in um, Warrington, Missouri, they had a uh, national volleyball tournament. And uh, my sister is from St. Louis down in Missouri. And uh, her friend uh, came over, and it turned out her friend had COVID, so my sister was potentially uh, 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 infected with it. And her friend did get infected and uh, lost her smell and taste. And what made it worse was the city of Warrington, that's Warren County in northern, just north of St. Louis uh, proper, I called the health department to warn them that uh, the the people that she had been with uh, were potential, uh, uh, you know, COVID COVID infected, and they would not warn. They would not uh, go out of they. They wouldn't even take a report. Uh, uh, the, this was the uh, Warren County Health Department. So I called the state of Missouri's uh, health department hotline, told them about the event and that uh, people in it had come down with COVID. And they would not take the report. They said, oh, it'll show up eventually in uh, the contact tracing of her. But I gave them the details of it, and they refused to take it. So it's as if the, the state of Missouri and the county of Warren County in Missouri are refusing to uh, to do a, a public good, that their their only duty is to just have money, 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 uh, you know, money income uh, for uh, some some goofy event, volleyball, uh, rather than uh, look out for the public uh, public safety. All right. Well, we're uh, we are out of time for this segment. I appreciate your call, and uh, I I would say that you should probably contact Greater Mankato Growth with your concerns. Yeah, well, uh, let's hope that they heard it. All right, thank you. All right, uh, 546 here at KTOE. Uh, We're going to pass on Kim Commando, and right now let's go to Sully with Sports.